This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Cancer is preventable, yet many Americans don't practice early detection or follow the recommended guidelines to minimize risk. An expert shares the latest recommendations to help you and your family avoid cancer. Excess body weight, physical inactivity, unhealthful diets, and alcohol. Those things taken together account for nearly one in five new cancer cases and one in six cancer deaths in the U.S. Then, teenagers today face more anxiety and distractions than previous generations which makes being a parent of teens more challenging than ever. We are parenting around things that we didn't have when we were kids. The issues that are plaguing teenagers today are totally new to us as parents. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. There are newly updated guidelines to help prevent cancer. Here with an expert to share the latest recommendations, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now to share the brand new guidance on avoiding cancer is Dr. Laura Makaroff, Senior Vice President of the American Cancer Society, handling prevention and early detection. Doctor, your organization estimates we'll have nearly 2 million new cancer cases this year alone in America and more than 600,000 deaths. In spite of advances, we all really need to keep up a vigorous fight, don't we? We do. It's true. Lots of good advances in the fight against cancer, but preventing cancer still continues to be something that we can all be working on. And these updated recommendations help give some guidance on what we can do to lower our risk of cancer through a healthy diet and physical activity. So let's get to that guidance. And a major recommendation concerns our weight? Correct. When we think about what helps prevent cancer, if we take excess body weight, physical inactivity, unhealthful diets, and alcohol, those things taken together account for nearly one in five new cancer cases and one in six cancer deaths in the U.S. And that's the second highest proportion for any risk factor after cigarette smoking for both men and women. So there's clearly some room to make some changes and help reduce our risk. And so basically the advice is get down to your healthy body weight. Well, it is. I mean, it's really about maintaining a healthy body weight throughout life. So keeping your body weight within the healthy range and avoiding weight gain through your adult life. And even, I understand, losing a few pounds can lower our risk for some types of cancer. That's encouraging, isn't it? It is. So it's really, you know, never too late to start. And it's important to, you know, start to incorporate new healthy habits wherever you are in your journey. And losing just a few pounds can make a difference. And being sure to eat foods that help you maintain a good body weight, as well as staying physically active, can make a big difference. And I was just going to ask you about exercise. What is the recommendation for adults specifically? One of the key parts of this updated recommendation is that the amount of physical activity that's recommended has been increased. So the new recommendation is that adults should engage in 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity every week. And moderate activity is things like brisk walking, enough to leave yourself a little breathless, but still able to carry on a conversation. That's an increase from the last update where the recommendation was to engage in at least 150 minutes. So we're really doubling that amount 
And 300 minutes a week accounts to you know maybe an hour, five days a week, or 45 minutes most days of the week. But anything like brisk walking, even heavy housework or gardening can all make a difference. And how much exercise for children? Yeah, another important point. We continue to emphasize that children and adolescents should engage in at least an hour of moderate or vigorous intensity activity every day. And that also goes along with really limiting sedentary behavior. And there's so much of our daily lives that are sedentary when we're sitting, whether that's for work or sitting or lying down watching television or playing computer games or looking at our devices. All of that sedentary behavior can add up. So making sure that kids, adolescents and adults stay active every day. And it does seem like such an uphill climb to get kids outdoors. Experts have noted that many of today's parents were themselves brought up indoors, that is, without the sort of outdoor activities that generations previous had had. How important is it to get the word out to parents that getting children outside for that exercise is so vital? Yeah, it's a really, really good point. And our lives really are so drastically different over the generations and so many um, new modern day things that keep us sedentary and have just changed our lifestyle. So really critically important to get kids outside, to encourage that physical activity, to do that together as a family and really incorporate some activity into your everyday lives. Then I'll just also add that the other important part of this is not just the individual choice about staying active or being outside or even staying active within the home if you need to, but recognizing that we need to help communities break down barriers so that everybody has access to safe and accessible forms of physical activity, whether that's outside their home or in their neighborhoods or within their home or other opportunities for that important activity every day. We're visiting with Dr. Laura Makaroff of the American Cancer Society on the new guidelines for preventing cancer. Doctor, we've long heard advice to eat vegetables, but you say choose a colorful variety. Why is that? Exactly. So, you know, when we think about how we eat, I think over time there's been, you know, various recommendations and our own recommendations have talked about consuming a healthy diet and maintaining good proportion of plant foods and vegetables. But what we're really saying now and really recognizing is that following a healthy eating pattern is what's important. So people eat food, not nutrients, right? We all eat food and the way that whole food is designed is that the nutrients within it are what's important. So we want to have a healthy eating pattern throughout life that would include lots of different foods that are high in nutrients, including a variety of vegetables and a variety of colorful vegetables. Also whole fruits, fiber-rich legumes like beans and peas, whole grains, all of those things are really important and a part of this healthy eating pattern. And the guidelines also say to avoid or limit eating red meats like beef or pork or processed meats like bacon or sausage. But what would you tell people who say they need those to get protein? What I would say is that there's all different kinds of proteins out there and different ways to get the right protein in your diet. What you want to make sure is that your healthy eating pattern limits or maybe doesn't include red and processed meats. And also recognize that the red and processed meats, limiting that is part of what helps us with a healthy eating pattern. But let's not forget the other things that are also unhealthy and should not be a part of any kind of healthy eating, which includes reducing and limiting or eliminating completely sugar-sweetened beverages and really being careful with the amount of highly processed foods and other refined grain products that you're eating in your usual diet. And about those sweetened beverages, are we at all safer by drinking beverages with artificial sweeteners? You know, that's something that's the science, we just aren't sure yet. So we don't know all the answers to that. It's something that's being currently studied. 
our guideline would recommend just reducing sugar-sweetened beverages overall, um, making sure that you're maintaining a healthy body weight and following that healthy eating pattern that we discussed. And give us the new guidelines on alcohol. Alcohol, that's another important update in this recommendation, is that what we have learned and what the current science tells us is that any amount of alcohol, even a small amount on a daily basis, has been shown to increase risk for cancer, including breast cancer. So it's best not to drink alcohol. But if you choose to drink alcohol, really limiting consumption to no more than one drink per day for women and two drinks per day for men. Gluten-free is all the rage. Any advice on gluten consumption as to whether it reduces our cancer risk or in general is healthy? Yeah, it's true. I think a lot of people are noticing that they're sensitive to gluten. Gluten-free diets can be healthy as long as you're making sure that you're eating all the other good parts of your diet too and still avoiding highly processed foods and eating a lot of colorful vegetables and whole fruits and other whole grains. And it's probably best to speak with your own healthcare provider about whether or not a gluten-free diet is the best option for you. Dr. Laura Makaroff of the American Cancer Society, thank you for joining us today to explain the new guidelines for preventing cancer. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, teenagers today are facing new challenges. That story. Coming up, you're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 